Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. AEW's big needle mover, Tony Khan, drawing the big numbers and moving the ratings with his announcement about making a big announcement on this episode of Dynamite was revealed. We got new tag team champions and we got to see more and more tables and chairs all throughout this wild, wild show of AEW Dynamite. What is going on, folks? Welcome back again to Snug Wrestling. With me, your host, my name is Edgar. AEW was in Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona, and they did a pretty good crowd well for aw it wasn't that bad it was around 5,000 people which is more than the usual 3,000 that they've been doing lately perhaps it was because of the hangman and swerve match that was scheduled or perhaps it was because of the tag team match in the main event that involved sting all i know for a fact is that it for sure wasn't because of tony khan's big announcement and we're gonna be going over all of that and all things aew dynamite so let's go the bloodthirsty cowboy hangman ta is going one-on-one versus his blood brother swerve strickland these guys are bonded for life now the last time these two faced each other was in a texas death match where hangman literally drank the blood that was dripping down from swerve's sweaty forehead which i'm sure made gang grail really happy to see these two hit each other with everything they can find including cinder blocks staplers glass tables chairs straps so what the hell do these two possibly need to do to each other to pick up a pin in this match the fans are really pumped for this one they know they're gonna experience something insane something unbelievable in order to top that texas death match where swerve and hangman almost killed each other swerve is gonna have to swerve a car over hangman while he drives to get the win swerve recently was supposed to have a match versus keith lee but due to injury lee was not able to make it to that match but Dustin Rhodes took Keith Lee's spot. Dustin Rhodes is a veteran in the game that everyone loves and looks up to. He trains the younger talent and is respected in the wrestling community. Well, Swerve Strickland took out Dustin Rhodes during their match with the cinder block, almost breaking Dustin's leg. Then Swerve proceeded to beat up on Dustin even more after the match. So Swerve is most definitely the heel in this situation. But instead of getting heat, the AEW fans just cheered for Swerve more and more and going into this match versus Hangman it was no different Swerve can do no wrong everything he does gets him more over and gets him more cheers if cutting promos on babies didn't get Swerve heat then nothing Swerve does will make the AEW fans hate Swerve Swerve was getting cheered way more than Hangman in this match who's supposed to be the babyface and eventually AEW is going to be forced to turn Swerve into a full blown babyface but then maybe not because then that will most likely make the AEW fans hate swerve for being a good guy man AEW can be confusing as fuck sometimes the winner of this match will go on to face Samoa Joe at revolution for the main event at their next pay-per-view for the AEW world championship swerve has defeated hangman two times in a row now and if hangman loses again well that means that's three L's for the cowboy with the porn stack 
Dash in a row. So I highly doubt Hangman is going to lose again. But let's go to the future here for a little bit. And let's go over our options. And let's revise some of the outcomes. If Hangman wins, Hangman faces Samoa Joe at Revolution. This would have made more sense because it is way too soon for Swerve to face Samoa Joe. Swerve should be the next guy after Samoa Joe to win the title. Which is why I think Hangman should win this match versus Swerve and move on to face Samoa Joe first. Joe has not had the title for that long and I think a match between Swerve and Joe needs to happen at a much bigger stage like the Wembley maybe? So for now I would settle for Hangman versus Joe at Revolution just to see Joe beat the hell out of Hangman and it would also give Swerve some of that Cody Rhodes sympathy because everyone wants to see Swerve become the first black AEW champion. You screw Swerve over, Hangman gets the title shot first, and it just makes the people want Swerve more and more in that title spot position. I don't see Samoa Joe losing the title at Revolution just yet. Samoa Joe is a great champion for AEW and should hold on to that title as long as possible. As far as the match goes between Hangman and Swerve, I've already seen these two do everything to each other except set each other on fire. And half of the shit in this match wasn't even being sold. I had a feeling that it was going to take like 13 swerve stomps and 10 pile drivers to get a winner after 12 false finishes. What I didn't expect was that Hangman was going to get put through a table head first and we still didn't even get a winner. And I can never tell when these AEW matches are no DQ or there are rules or there's no rules. Can they get disqualified or not? But I'm just going to assume that all matches in AEW are no DQ because in this match someone pulled out a table and the referee didn't do anything about it. Swerve hit a curve stomp, Hangman kicked out, then Swerve hit a second Swerve stomp, but then Hangman counters and no sold Swerve's finisher. Then towards the end of the match, Swerve hits a dead eye on Hangman through a table where Hangman landed on his head and went through the table and then hit the floor. After the table spot, Swerve throws Hangman in the ring and goes for a third Swerve stomp, but Hangman dodges the third Swerve stomp, gets back up seconds after going through a table, then Hangman goes for his own finisher, and I'm serious when I say this, I want to like Hangman, I want to like this match, and I try to get into it and point out all the good stuff about it, but I can't do it. It's like AEW wants to drive people away with a bunch of this bullshit of no selling, people going through tables, getting back up, dodging all these moves after being hit with the car, and it just doesn't make any sense. Like, these moves and the no-selling, it's over-exaggerated now at this point. Like, they're ribbing us, right? They're they're joking us. At least that's what it feels like. AEW is trolling us with all of this nonsense. Swerve Strickland was about to get the pin, and the bell goes off right before the referee was going to count to three. Then Swerve, who is the heel, asked for five more minutes. But Hangman, the babyface in this situation, or at least the last time I checked was still the babyface, says, no, you had to beat me and you didn't and then walks away. So the guy that's supposed to be the babyface, that's supposed to never back down from a challenge and be the fighter and wants to prove himself to the fans, says, no, I'm not going to give you five more minutes and walks away and says, I'm done and just wipes his hands clean, wants 
nothing to do with Swerve Strickland. But Swerve, who's the heel, who should be the guy to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't need this. And take the easy way out. He's the guy that wants five more minutes with the baby face. But Tony Schiavone stops Hangman Adam Page while he was walking out and says, hold on there. Wait a minute, pal. Tony Khan just informed me that at Revolution, it's going to be a three-way match. And Hangman, the baby face, gets pissed off and walks away. And Tony Khan, I beg you, please get your shit together. It's not too late. We still believe in you, but this ain't it. This ain't it, my guy. We're going to get a three-way at Revolution between Samoa Joe, Hangman, and Swerve Strickland. After all of this hot mess that we witnessed in the opening match, Samoa Joe, the champion, was interviewed and asked for his reaction. And Samoa Joe responds, Once again, we celebrate mediocrity. These were the words that Samoa Joe used to describe this three-way situation that was announced for Revolution, and Samoa Joe was really pissed off. Rightfully so. That's exactly how I felt about this, too, and how I felt about this entire show of AEW Dynamite. And straight out of your mama's kitchen, Red Velvet was going one-on-one versus the AEW Women's Champion, Tony Storm. Tiana Perrazzo was on commentary to scope out her competition, Tony Storm, the Women's Champion. Tony Storm's gimmick is a little funny, a little goofy, full of comedy, but once that bell rings, there's a reason why Tony Storm is the AEW Women's Champion. Tony Storm won by submission, and Tony and Tiana had an awkward stare down after the match it looked like these two were gonna have a spit swap and makeout match the tension was in the air there still seems to be people that do not believe me when i said aew was gonna try to do an invasion angle with these cmll guys and aew we saw another standoff between these two companies on aew dynamite we had a six-man tag team match with the blackpool combat club versus the luchadors from cmll After seeing all the chaos from the opening match of Swerve versus Hangman, this six-man tag team match didn't actually seem as bad. There was some actual wrestling going on here, at least for the start of the match. And even though it was a bunch of guys we don't really know or we're not really familiar with from CMLL, unless you watch Mexican wrestling, you wouldn't really know who these guys were. But these guys must be really good to be having 50-50 matches with AEW's top faction the Blackpool Combat Club. The BCC were really bumping for these guys, trying their best to make them look good, but then this match got out of control. No tags, sloppy spots, and then after the match, we got another standoff. There were some CMLL guys that were in the crowd that rushed the ring, which caused more AEW guys to come out and chase off the CMLL guys, leaving the AEW roster standing tall in the ring. We've been seeing some matches going on with these guys from CMLL on Collision and on Rampage versus AEW guys. I mean, I don't know what else to predict here besides a potential invasion angle. And the only thing we can do right now is just guess because we don't know what's actually going on. Why are they in AEW? Why are they going after the Blackpool Combat Club? Other than the fact that Tony Khan announced that AEW was going to be working with CMLL, what is even going on here? Like, what is the point?
point of all of this, really, than the moment we have all been waiting for, the moment that all the fans were so excited about, was Tony Khan's monthly big announcement. And of course, the fans, all the fans were trying to putting in their guesses, their predictions as to what this big announcement was going to be. Oh, it's Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet. Oh, it's Will Ospreay or Okada. Or it could be another pay-per-view. Well, it wasn't either of those things. It was something called Big Business that's going to take place March 13th. This is a Wednesday. This is when AEW Dynamite usually airs on TBS. So what the fuck does this even mean? What is Big Business? Is this just going to be like a uh, Wednesday Dynamite slash Fight for the Fallen or Fighter Fest or Grand Slam or Blood and Guts? AEW Dynamite slash Big Business is just another theme for an AEW Dynamite just to give it a different name and try to give it a different feel. But usually these shows, they are all the same. Tony Khan made a lot of promises during this announcement. This is a night the pro wrestling industry will never forget and it's going to be the best and it's going to be great. So we will see what makes this day of AEW Dynamite big business. A lot of people believe that it is going to be Mercedes Monet. And if that's true, Mercedes Monet is getting an entire show named after her or specifically for her well good for her i guess and that was the big announcement that tony khan was teasing for about a week going into this AEW dynamite show the next match that we had on dynamite was jericho versus takeshka jericho defeated kyle fletcher last week but takeshka he's no kyle fletcher takeshka is on a whole nother level sammy guevara showed up and attacked will hobbs with the chair during this match and tony shivani's reaction to the chair shots was Ah, jeez. Sammy Guevara potato Hobbs and hit Hobbs right in the head with the chair. Hobbs didn't even have his hands up to protect himself. And poor Chris Jericho, he almost killed himself again for the second week in a row. And Chris Jericho needs to avoid the top rope at all times now. This guy is in his mid-50s and he weighs more than 200 pounds. He does not need to be up there. Takeshka hit Jericho with the blue thunder bomb from the top rope and it was such an ugly landing where Chris Jericho's head bounced off the mat and whiplash and it looked like he could have really hurt himself but luckily Chris Jericho seemed to be okay Takeshka got the win at least with the help of Don Callis so Chris Jericho got an out for this match because he was cheated and he was not able to defeat the much younger Takeshka the main event was the big championship tag team match between Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus Darby and the legend Sting and you're never gonna guess how this this match started with the jump start and they started fighting all over the arena because I completely forgot that this was announced a no disqualification match for the AEW tag team titles Ricky Starks and Big Bill's last title defense versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara was also a no disqualification in a street fight they should just name these belts the hardcore tag team titles so we got to see more tables in this match just like the opening match and just like every single match in AEW it seems like they're all exactly the same. They do the same moves on each other. It's back to back. It's non-stop. 100 miles an hour and Sting jumped off a balcony doing his big 
risky spot that Sting has been doing in all of his matches in AEW. And I can't wait to see Ricky Starks in NXT where he will really shine and grow as a performer and as a talented wrestler that he is. Sting pinned Ricky Starks and we got new tag team champions. But then during the celebration, the Young Bucks came out and attacked Darby Allin and Sting with baseball bats. And the Young Bucks try to get heat on the new tag team champions as the new returning big bad and evil heels and this would have been cool if we didn't already see all kinds of shit in this show in the opening match we saw tables we saw chairs we saw chris jericho get hit with the screwdriver during his match we saw sting jump from a balcony and tables and chairs and all kinds of shit so when the young bucks came out to attack sting and darby with the baseball bats sting and darby got juice but at that point i was already so desensitized by everything else that I saw on this show that just it just didn't really feel like a big deal it didn't feel like a really important heat spot or something drastic or something dramatic in the show it just felt like every other thing that we saw on this show so we got new tag team champions and it looks like we are going to be getting the young bucks versus Darby versus staying at revolution for Sting's big retirement match and I can't believe and man I never thought in at least the five years that AEW has been around that the Young Bucks are actually going to be the ones to retire Sting. That's fucking wild. I, I still can't even believe that's a thing. But that was AEW Dynamite. Let me know what you guys thought about it. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon. <laughs>